Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for tuning in tonight to this week's version of Raising Expectations, your show. And we're here for one reason, as you know, as people of faith, we know God's got this, and uh, we want to encourage you. We want to strengthen you. We want to help you out in all walks of life. So we bring people on the program from different backgrounds and different things in their life, and uh, they're able to share and communicate what God's done and how he's worked in their life and uh, not only encourage and strengthen you, but hopefully give you a taste of how he's right there for you also. There's no panic in heaven, only plans. And we'd like to share a little bit of that with you each and every week because uh, he's the core of our being. So, hey, tonight on Raising Expectations, we're really excited to have with us a very special guest. I know some of you have communicated with me already about this on our media. And uh, again, we'd like to invite you to tune in to five platforms tonight after the show and all during the week and and uh, hear Frank Roberson again share uh, what he'll be sharing with us tonight if you missed us live. So again, we're excited to have him with us as our guest. going to introduce him in just a second. And then we're going to let the uh, co-host just have a wonderful time as we interact and share with in a discussion time and uh it's going to be a great evening. It's going to be a great evening. But by the way, uh, this week, I'm not on any medication, so I'm going for a roll. I'm going to see if I can name Paul's town right off the bat with no problem. We're going to start on the West Coast with our great team of co-hosts, my friend for over 50 years, who theologues. Some of you said, what does that mean? We don't mm-hmm. know what you heard at first here on Raising Expectations. He mm-hmm. takes the scripture of his life and shares it in, in the discussions that we have. And as always, he's been a brother in Christ's inspiration. Dr. Paul Hall from Lompoc, California which is near Santa Barbara, California. And that's as far as I'm going, because I think I just hit a home run on both of those. Yeah, home home run. Home run. Good job, Joe. Thanks. It, it only takes a while, but it got kind of a damn fine. Paul is coming live and direct there from Lompoc, California, and uh, known as uh, Rocket Town. Oh, oh, I'm on three. Rocket now. Town. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> that's where Vandenberg uh, Space Station is, right, Paul? Space yeah. Force Base. Yes. Space Force Base. There you go. And in the morning, uh, SpaceX is launching another uh, Falcon 9 and uh, putting 48 more satellites up. Wow. Uh, 8.15 in the morning. So y'all get up early. Check that out. That'll be good. Yeah. All right. right. That's a home run, isn't it, folks? Well, Well, moving right from the West Coast, we go all the way to the South 
part of the East Coast, which is the South, actually. I've been uh, got that straight this time. How am I doing, Ron? But anyway, right there in the South, you'll find two of the most wonderful people uh, you'll ever meet. And they they are Steph and Dr. Craig Thayer. Uh, Stephanie is the founder CEO of Quenching Wells, and she's a health specialist. She'll teach you what to eat, how to eat it, and how to get health and get going, and uh, how once a year you can have fudge. And we haven't had it yet, but we're working on it. But also, you will see she uh, does an incredible job. Check our our website, uh, Raising Expectations, at bbsradio.com forward slash Raising Expectations, and you'll be able to read all about the folks and what they're doing and how to get in contact with them, which will be a blessing to your life. So her husband's a great guy, too. He's my my favorite doctor in the world, Dr. Craig Thayer. He is a trauma surgeon. And like I said, a week ago, I was feeling closer to it last weekend. But uh, when the time comes, I'm calling Craig long distance and saying, hey, Craig, I think it's checkout time. Help me out, would you? And I know he'll be there to take care of everything. He's the absolute best. Both of them make a terrific husband and wife team, great parents, great people in their church, great ministry. And they literally, they, they help hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people all over the nation to get their life together. We're blessed to know them as our friends and our family. And we thank God for both of them. And they're in South Carolina. Actually, not in South Carolina. They're in Dalton, Georgia, which is close by, where the river goes around Chattanooga. You know the whole story. I try to memorize. I want to put music to it and sing it one day and surprise you. But anyway, they are right there near, near Dalton, Georgia. And uh, you'll find them right there. Check them out and follow them. And uh, they're going to have a great time with us tonight also. Now, moving back from the South, the east side of the South, <laughs> we're going to find the great state in Central America of Texas. Texas is a great place to be and uh, spent 17 years there. And I love the folks there and the people. And uh, we have one of our favorite pastors in the whole world there, <laughs> Pastor Ron Greer from Wisconsin. He's there in McKinney, Texas. He's very shy. So when you write on those cards and letters, and yeah, just be careful. Be sensitive. He's very sensitive, right? <laughs> oh, we love you, man. And and he works with Man in the Mirror, and he's a counselor. He's a pastor. He ran for Congress. This guy's done just a little bit of everything. Most importantly, he loves the Lord. He cares about people. And uh, we love this guy, too. He's, a, he's family to us. I am so blessed by everybody I've just shared with you how they blessed my life, and I thank God for them. All the years in ministry, 55 years as a pastor, and this and the other, and I don't think I've ever known a group of people any more wonderful and touching in my life than the people I just introduced you to. They're going to be sharing with you in just a minute. So moving right along, I read that somewhere. I don't know. It's probably Shakespeare. I'm Paul, because highly educated. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) somewhere like that. We have a special guest with us tonight you've been reading about, Frank Roberson, this man I met with a phone call once, and I felt like I've known him all my life. Uh, he's got a story to tell, and you're going to enjoy that, and the questions will be great. I'm going to quickly give you a perusal. Most of you have read this, but just in case you haven't, sometimes you tune in it and you haven't been able to see the PR on it. But Frank is a man of faith. Over his 21-year career as an executive protection agent, he's protected elected officials, high-profile CEOs, and ultra-wealthy individuals and families. He's a sought-after expert on protection, advanced operational strategies, and protective intelligence. Frank serves on the exclusive board of executive protection professionals, and he is board-certified counterintelligence threat analyst and Texas licensed personal protection officer. 
and investigator. Frank also serves as a member of the Texas Association of Licensed Investigators, National Security Policy and Analysis Organization and Society for Defense and Strategic Studies. Wow, Frank is a presentation of identity theft. His reputation management, situational awareness is fun, but it's a very powerful in-depth look at what they call black rhino that can affect our everyday lives and all those around us. Recently, Frank has been added to the speaker series with the Strategic Warfare and Tactic Club, a counterintelligence organization whose hosts the Counterintelligence and Insider Threat Conference each year. Frank lives in Arlington, Texas with his wife, Christy, and their four dogs. When he is downtime, Frank draws custom cartoons for a successful online cartoon business, and he lives to play golf. I tell you what, that's great. That's why I never qualified to be a pastor in Texas, Frank. I can't play golf worth beans. But anyway, he has a story to share with us that's going to encourage you and uh, bring about, uh, hopefully, things that are going to make you want to say, Lord, thanks for working in this man's life and work in my life, too. I put my faith in you, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. So, you ready, Steph? <laughs> We're set to go here. We're going to go counterclockwise. We want to give you the round of applause. This is known all over the world, Frank. So all over the world. Welcome, Frank Robertson, with the raising expectation round of applause. And Frank, we want to invite you, you to share with us and take it away. Thank you. After that introduction, I just want to say thank you for having me. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to have you. <laughs> that's that a lot good. going. That's a lot going on. I was tired here. Got tired. I want to take a nap after hearing all that. No wonder you're tired, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us a little having me here. Yeah, tell us a little about yourself, and then everybody will have questions. We'll have a great discussion, like we said. Um, well, currently I work for a, a private family in Dallas. Uh, I'm their sole protector. I do everything from uh, all the advanced operations, to background checks on on vendors and people that want to be near the family, uh, do the driving, um, the whole thing. Um so uh, I also have the identity theft uh, business on the side. I still do talks about protecting your identity and uh, how to restore your identity. Uh, and some of you guys here have uh, know what I'm talking about. Full restoration is what I discussed because um, in my world, uh, in the advanced operations, you can have the best plan laid out possible with all your T's crossed and your I's dotted, but you always have to plan for something to pop up. And when you do, you have to have a backup plan. You have to have something in place to go ahead and do it so you're not struggling to call somebody or or uh, left without backup. So uh, oh. and then I have the uh, cartoon shop, which I do custom logos, cartoons. That's kind of my get away from everything. Um, I did a couple of new logos today just to you know relax, get my mind off the other stuff because the protection stuff can get your mind going and, and it won't stop. Mm. You don't have to have a picture that you can hold up, do you? Um, let me see. Let me see if I have one real quick. I'll, uh, He's incredible I'll... as an artist. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it, but that is uh, <laughs> a picture of what I did today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. And yeah. oddly enough, that weird, that's for a squirrel rescue and sanctuary. <laughs> so the lady actually posts on Facebook with squirrels and petting them and rehabilitating them and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, where I come from, we, you know, shoot and eat them, but I haven't told her that, but um, <laughs> and she has a couple of bloodhounds. And so there's a whole bunch of animals in there. I think there's 
eight animals in that design, and she wanted herself in there with a ball cap on. So she always wears a ball cap. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I have a question about private family security. Yes, ma'am. How, how much are you working? Because I would assume a private family probably has 24-7 help. But so what does that look like for you as an individual? Uh, luckily, the last two families I've had, uh, the wine family in Northern California was with for three years. And I started with this family here in Dallas uh, last August. Uh, being the only person there, um, it's helpful, this one, because they're very, very low key. Uh, they don't go out an awful lot. They don't like the weekends. Uh, I usually have the weekends off unless there's an event or a dinner they want to go to. Otherwise, they just stay at home. They don't like the traffic in Dallas or the or the atmospheres around Dallas in the evenings, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm mainly during the week. And then when they, when I uh, lock it up at night, I really don't do anything until I get there the next morning. Um, the wine family before that, I managed, uh, nine uniformed armed security that were on the estate at all times. So once I put, uh, the boss in the house and locked her up, then, uh, my guys took over and, and I was off, uh, until, until she needed me the next day. So it, it depends on the needs, but, um, I am on call. I mean, I was off today, but um, the boss's wife called today and we spoke for about 30 minutes about some stuff coming up and I'm about to leave for Arizona on Friday. So we're trying to fit some stuff in before uh, I have to leave to go to Arizona. Uh, wow. so always in communication. And they know I'm, I'm just a short 30 minutes straight up 360 to where they live. So uh, it's pretty easy. Wow. Interesting. What, what got you started in this? You know, I get that question an awful lot, and most people start law enforcement or military. Um, I was in politics, and my first political job in, right after 9-11, I was state political director in Nevada, and the governor of Nevada is the only person, uh, only elected official who gets security there. So my job as state political director was to travel around with all the other elected officials, constitutional officers, Congress, and Senate to do different campaign events and, and that kind of thing. And the governor's guy pulled me aside one day um, at probably in October, November of 2001. And said, what am I going to do to protect the elected officials I'm traveling with? And I had no clue. I just looked at him like, I don't know. You're the state trooper. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a political guy. So he gave me a business card of a secret service guy and an FBI guy. And, and I met with them separately and, between the two of them, we probably spent 10, 12 hours together over the next month. And for for my entire political career, I had an official duty, but I also had um, a responsibility to protect that individual from uh, Congressman Doolittle to uh, a lieutenant governor uh, to an attorney general and several others uh, throughout that nine years. But I didn't know it was a career until uh, John Doolittle retired. And at that time, as you know, the, the one party swooped into, par- into, into power and kind of left us all hanging. There was one uh, conservative job for every 400 applicants, I think. And I would keep, kept getting beat out by, you know, John McCain's speechwriter, this guy, this guy. So the state, I went and sat with the workforce development group because we actually got funding for workforce development and, in California. And I did this questionnaire for about three hours and they said, you know what, you qualify for this right here. And it's, it's a rising up and coming career. Next thing you know, I'm at a three week Academy at the state of California paid for. I'm rolling around driving and shooting and doing all this stuff. And I was was like, yeah, I like this. This is fun. (laughs) And um, my first uh, 
you know, I had to wait for my concealed carry permits because in California, you know, they're very difficult to get. It was in Sacramento County first. You had to have three letters of reference. I guess I got mine in record time because I had a congressman, a lieutenant governor, and a um, uh, the president and owner of the of the school who used to protect Ronald Reagan all write letters of, of uh, recommendation for me. So I got it pretty quickly. Um, you know, I guess about six months of working for Charles Schwab unarmed at board meetings and stuff like that. I got a call off of LinkedIn. There was a team of former governor protection detail guys for CHP that needed an advanced guy and they'd heard my name. I tried out. So for nine years, I did that with a, uh, with a team of four of us for a guy that had a direct threat. Every time we left the property, there was a threat. We had a motorcade. I handled the two, two uh, security dogs. I, I was the guy that showed up a week before we got, went somewhere, swept the rooms and did all that stuff. So that's kind of how I got started. And it kind of, from him, nine and a half years, and I was recruited to the wine family for three. And then my dad passed away. I decided I want to come back to Texas. So I was born and raised in Fort Worth. Um, came back here, did contract work until uh, last August when I picked up this family I have now. Oh, boy. You know, that writing and shooting and uh, all those kind of stuff reminds me of uh, Joe in my Bible class at Harden. <laughs> <laughs> we, we thought you were a pastor. <laughs> That's what really got us hooked in ministry right there, you know. <laughs> now they made the holes in the paddle. <laughs> uh, I remember we I, didn't I, I, shoot off the side mirror one time. Uh, <laughs> that guy was yeah. not allowed to drive anymore. <laughs> yeah, Joe knocked his off with a baton. It worked really well, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, uh, I'm done. I'm sorry. That kind of threw me for a loop. I, I just, I knew you're gonna say DEA, FBI, CIA, one of those guys, and yeah. military intelligence. Just kind of yeah. completely yeah. messed me up on that one. Well, <laughs> story. I, I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I mean, I, I know guys that I work with. I, uh, I think I shared this with Joe. I still protect the pastor uh, every other uh, couple Sundays a month at a church here in uh, Bedford and um, some of the guys that are on there are former uh, three digit or three letter agency guys that drove, you know, directors and this kind of thing around and military guys. And they go, what did you do? I was, I was just politics, man. How do you go from politics to protecting people? But it served, I guess the political side of it served me well in the advanced thing because a good advanced guy has to be able to develop relationships really fast with valet guys, hotel managers, uh, hotel wow. security right. directors to be able to get what you need. An example, the Kentucky Derby, I'm able to go in on a Tuesday before the Derby and meet all the people at the security points that I need after I do my advance. And I can build a relationship so that by the time Friday's races come along, they see me coming down the hall. They know that my boss is with me. And they're opening the gates before I even get there. And then I give them all a bottle of wine because I work for a wine family. Give them all a bottle of wine on Sunday. Uh, I go back to the track when they're cleaning up and everything, give them all bottles of wine afterwards and thank them. And then the next year, they can't wait for me to get there. Wow. That was a good perk of the job. Yes. (laughs) Well, well, also, funny you say that. I I, uh, part of a group of a whole bunch of uh, fellow spook guys. (laughs) And that's the one. One thing that I, I noticed about all of them, they aren't real real good on on uh, personal relationships, or they aren't real, they aren't warm and fuzzy guys. So yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a missing <laughs> talent. But again, I I, I give them a lot of uh, grace because you know they spend a lot of time in places where nobody yeah. wants to be, 
mostly Correct. by them or one other guy together. So I yeah. go, okay, I get it. But uh, yeah, it, that's rare to find one with a great personality like that. So yeah, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, there's a, a fr- good friend of mine here in uh, in the Mansfield Grand Prairie area. He's a photographer now, but was a realtor. But back in the day, he was he was military when I was full on doing uh, working with the teams uh, and that gentleman with the the threat for nine and a half years. And we met at a, a networking event. And I remember the first time we were there, I told him what I did. I you know I did my two minute commercial thing. And then afterwards, he got up and said, you know, what he did, I'm the one that stays behind with the rifle and, and make sure that everything's clear. So I'm the one that has to stay behind and shoot. This guy gets to leave. <laughs> He's one of the few that has a really good personality. But but some of those guys are, are fantastic guys. But um, yeah. it's a different dynamic working for a family as opposed to working for an agency or even working for a big team like Elon Musk's team. He's yeah. got a couple of twins. You probably see them. I saw that in the news recently. But some of those guys, former military guys, that's a different dynamic working with a family where you're traveling with them. You're with them all day long when they travel. When we go to Scotland, I'm with them 24-7. Um, oh. That's where the hours get longer. But same with the wine family. I'm flying in the jet with them all the way across the country, staying in the same house. There's a different dynamic and different personality needed for the for the protecting the family as opposed to uh, just a CEO. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That brings up another interesting question then. Uh, you're married how many years, you said? Uh, we got married uh, March 31st, 2019. Oh, okay. Uh, trick question. You better know the answer. Is she sitting around here somewhere? <laughs> I messed her birthday up earlier today, and I don't want to go over two. <laughs> okay, because I, I, my question would be, how, how did that uh, life impact your relationship? But okay. <laughs> well, she's only had to deal with the contract work where I worked for a week here, three right. weeks off, three weeks on, a couple weeks on. Since August, this is the first time she's dealt with me actually working for a family full time. And she worked with the family in the beginning and, and backed oh. off after the first of the year. So the family loves her. Uh, oh. They brought her in. She got along with the wife. In fact, it was really weird. So for four years when I was off, she can you take me to Hobby Lobby, please? Can you take me to Home Goods or wherever? I don't want to do that. I don't Okay. I'll go sit in the car or whatever. So what happens the first day that she comes to work up there, we drive together up there and the boss's wife goes, okay, we're going to go to Hobby Lobby today. And I'm like, no way. You got to <laughs> For two and a half hours, I'm in there with my wife and the boss in Hobby Lobby doing exactly what I didn't want to do four years before. And she says, I trained you for this for four years. Suck it up. <laughs> Brave man. <laughs> We all the ladies love Hobby Lobby. Just yes, accept yeah. it. Yeah. Sacred ground. <laughs> all the fun decorations. I just I do not get it. My yes, wife loves it, and I want to shoot myself. <laughs> a big cow painting from Hobby Lobby right over here on this wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the guy. I'm the guy in the car also. Yes, uh, there's like six of us out there. <laughs> That's how they count shoppers there. I understand they drive through the parking lot, count the men in the cars. <laughs> how many are inside? They double it. We're going to make a group. We're going to get a support group. Yeah, Hobby Lobby. The Hobby Lobby support group. There you go. And I, I, I love messing with the guys when I when you go to Hobby Lobby or uh, she loves, loves the other place, uh, oh, places out of Tennessee. I forget the name of it. But you can always tell the guys waiting their wives. I walk in, I go, hey, buddy, how you doing? Leave me your wife, huh? 
<laughs> he's got the, he's got yep. like he'd be anywhere else but there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Home Home Goods is that that store for the number two store for us. Home Goods, Home Goods, that's it. Home Goods. Oh, you got that too. That's, that's awesome. Man, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, there are four or five cars out front of there all the time. You just, you just know there's a bunch of husbands out there waiting. I have a buddy once. We we thought we we had this, this running joke about this business we we're going to start a business idea. I probably ten or twelve years ago, and I kept thinking we could we should approach a mall or a shopping center and develop a a man cave like a sports bar for, yes. with pagers. When your wife wants you, just page you. Come get her. I said you could make a mint there, man. Yes, just like the, when they do reservations idea. at the Roadhouse or something, they text you when your seats ready. Right, is ready. I think there's, I think it's a great business in that. I want to yeah. contemplate that again, maybe. I need to publish a pamphlet on how to exercise while shopping with thy wife. <laughs> you can do all sorts of things, bending through different coat racks and <laughs> as many clothes as you can carry to the changing room and doing all sorts of push press. And... to shop. I know, but it's enough. <laughs> oh, oh my. There was that one commercial where the guys were... All the clothes were in a rack, and they were like had all sorts of power cords going into it, and they were watching some bowl game or I don't know. <laughs> Here's the good what? news: Frank can be security out in the parking lot uh, to make sure everybody. Yeah, there you go. One of my, uh, one of my favorite pastors said that uh, he was in a marriage conference. He says, uh, "When men go into shop, they are not shopping; they're hunting." They want to go in, bag the game, sack it up, take it home. He said, so men men go shop, but women go shopping, you know, and it's a whole different dynamic, you know. Gardening it's good to know you're like a real person, though, Frank. That's good to hear. <laughs> i tell you, the first couple months we were dating, we did the Dillard's run, and it sounds fast, Dillard's run, but... Yeah. After 45 minutes, she got a picture of me standing up there with the with the mannequins trying to blend in. <laughs> she posted it on Facebook. I was trying to blend in. I was trying to start working or something. I can't see you. Like That's right. I think I saw that one. That was good. I think I saw that. That was pretty good. So, so Frank, in, in all of your work, do you, do you do just uh, domestic and local security type things, or are you involved in international security um, security threats and anything like that at all with the clients? Um, well, everybody I've worked for, except for the politicians, has traveled overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, London is the main area, and uh, there's Italy. This would be a close number two. Yeah. Um, I do keep track of – I'm a member of the Overseas Security Advisory Council. Um, I'm, I'm a member of two different groups, one the Rome group and one the London and UK group. So I get alerts for the areas that I'm going to go to quite a bit. Um, I get advisories from intelligence community um, groups that have something that pops up. Uh, I, I like a couple weeks, a couple days ago, uh, last week, I guess, my time runs together. I got the alert that there might be um, protests for what happened in Memphis, and it listed all the cities that they were aware of that they were going to have uh, protests. And so I look at those lists, and if Dallas or Fort Worth or somewhere in the Metroplex is on that list, then obviously I avoid it. But um, I try to, I try to look overseas a lot because for some reason, um, each of the three families, they all like, um, uh, the UK. Okay. All right. So 
you know, we're, this family here has a property in Scotland. So we're, we go there for three weeks at a time and you need to know what's going on. And, and typically over there, it's knife, a knife attack is probably going to, so I do a lot of um, part of my advanced stuff is to do uh, knife work with uh, the martial art that I do. It's really not a martial art, but it's called Sistema. It's specifically for protecting people. And we do about two, three weeks of knife work before we go overseas. So I'm prepared for whatever. Wow. Now, on, on the uh, business side with your uh, ID shield. Yes. Uh, so, well, one of, the, one of the issues that came up what, last year and year before with uh, a lot of the uh, cyber uh, security uh, breakdowns. Mm-hmm. At certain companies, <laughs> I won't mention the name. Um, any any <laughs> any background experience there? Well, 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 a local company here, actually, but I won't say the name. <laughs> yeah, actually, the state too. I mean, the state <laughs> lost all of our driver's license information uh, a couple of years ago. Um, it's still it's a it's a problem, and it, it there's no one is going to be able to monitor or keep you from getting hit because our our information is so so much out there. There's we're everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go to Target or wherever. Uh, our information's out there. For me, and doing what I do, and the reason I've, I've had the service since 2004 and actually use it as part of the offering for Black Rhino is because it, it you have to have something for a backup plan. And, I, and my company's called Black Rhino for a reason because you can be – I every time I tell this, somebody will say they visualize a rhinoceros running through the boardroom and it's tearing it all up. But you can have the best laid plan for your business – your employees, anything. And all it takes is one employee. And I'll give you an example to push the wrong button. The wine family uh, had a great finance person there for 20 years. Someone had gotten into their system, which was hard to get into. It's a very secure system. They joked that it was harder to get into NASA, uh, not as hard to get into NASA as their computer, but they got in there. But they nowadays they don't just go in there and steal five, $600. These people were in there for a while. And what they did was they identified what the biggest bill they pay every month on a daily, on a monthly basis. Then they found out where that bill comes from. Does it come from the same person every month? Does it come at the same date? So on the same date, a $400,000 bill was due. Diane got an email that only one letter in the lady's name had changed. So you glance at it, it looks like, like this morning, I thought I was on it at 8 a.m., not 8 p.m. So you miss it, right? And she clicked pay, $400,000 gone. These people knew that that bill comes in two hours later. So when the real bill came in two hours later, those guys are already long gone, $400,000. So the family mm-hmm. lost 800 grand that day. Or, well, they paid four for a bill, but they lost 400. Right. Out the wow. So oh, it's boy. still a majority. The issue is a majority of one employee making the wrong, pushing the wrong button, an email looking like PayPal, uh, messing up their computer. Um, that's still the number one cause. So it's hard to do that when you have a monitoring service. You pay for all this stuff to come in, even ID Shield to come in um, to help an employee out. Um, it's going to be most beneficial when you're already hit because we do the full restoration. Nobody yeah. does full restoration. Wow. I, I just want to say I, I looked you up before we started this, and we have a lot of friends in common. I think oh. from business networking, like when I okay. look through the different things, when you were in Northern California, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I can attest, I was pregnant and luckily I had a corporate job where I could sit on the phone forever and my identity was stolen. This was probably 05 or 06. 
I can't even begin to tell you how much time I spent and binders to rectify it. And if I didn't have that type of job where I could sit and mute and keep doing other things, I don't know how I would have cleaned it up. And it was really, really bad. And uh, we have ID shield too. I love it because just the knowing that I don't have to take care of it. If it's ever happened to you, you'll do anything not to have to deal with it. I'll just say that. The fact that, that we have actual licensed private investigators that you talk to is huge. Uh, I've had a client on the phone where they actually look up that person's information on an alert right then and there and tell them, no, you're safe go ahead and just pa- change your password. And then there's been cases where, um, the private investigators done their work, turned it over to the law firm, which is an additional to the ID shield. You can add the legal side of it. And then that lawyer takes all that information the PI gathered into court because medical documents, for instance, if, if they change your blood type by accident in the, in the doctor because someone stole your identity, which happened in, in uh, California, uh, someone stole a wallet at Target, went to the doctor, got a, got uh, had a baby, had a blood transfusion or whatever happened their blood type was changed. You have to go to get a court order for that. You can't just go in there and tell the doctor, Hey, you know, this is not my blood type. They're not going to change it without someone official telling them that they need to change it. So that's what happened. The investigators did their thing, turned it over to lawyers, lawyers took it to court and it got rectified that way. But that's all part of the membership. If you can imagine, you know, some of the other companies will send you about 300 pages worth of paper that you have to fill out yourself, sit on the phone and do all that other stuff. So I found it very, very, very helpful. You you had shared something. I had a very special lady in my life once, a congressional candidate, that uh, she was trained, and I don't know the name of it, Frank, but I thought it was interesting for everybody, was trained by Congress. Whenever they're running for Congress, there's some group out of Washington you're probably acquainted with that trained them on all these different things. And one thing that stuck out to me, because I used to think it was silly, but now in the world we live in, could you maybe address a little about being aware, cognizant of your surroundings, whether you're in a restaurant, wherever you are, to absolutely steps to know. Could you address that a little? That was well. So, let, let me record this with my wife first because she needs to hear this speech from somebody beside me. <laughs> let me turn the recorder off <laughs> for the home goods trips, right? <laughs> Everywhere, she just doesn't get it. Um, okay, sorry, so go ahead. Sorry. Situational awareness works with protecting your identity, or being online, social media, or being out in public. Um, one of the tips I always give people that, that shocks them is when I tell them when you're on social media, you don't have to put your actual birth date on there. You don't have to put your actual mother's maiden name on there. You don't have to actually use the real information on social media. No one does. Meta, uh, Zuckerberg's not going to send the Facebook police after you. To say, That's not your real birthday. You can't be on here. You don't have to give them your real information. You want a phone number, but, um, but situational awareness out in public, whether you're flying, uh, flying is a big one because there have been people that have had their information stolen because they're sitting there before they take off or in the air doing something with their bank account, doing something there with their company or whatever. And the guy's sitting there, you can see between the seats. And all you have to do is put your phone up there now and just record that or take a snapshot and zoom in. You can see account numbers, passwords, all that kind of stuff. There are still people today that put their parents' birthday on Facebook, the dog's birthday. I'm guilty of the dog's birthday thing. Um, you know, I put that people put their personal, you can go through any social media account. And I bet you, I, if I spent a weekend through anybody's Facebook account on here, I can find some things where I can probably get pretty close 
to getting into one of your accounts just from the information you put on your Facebook page over the last year. Whether, you know, and then God, don't go putting pictures when you're out of the country. Wait till you get back. Mm, A person, my my wife's family owns a travel business and I am a member of that page. And I see this person, we're leaving for our 21 day thing. Oh my goodness. We're here at the docks. We're getting on the boat today for 21 days. Oh, we're dogs. No one's at home. You know, know, arms off. Come get us. Uh, it's, It's amazing. And then, but in, in public, you just, when I, I when I did the, the counterintelligence training, they, they teach us, if you see the same person three different times at three di- different locations, you're being followed. Everyone has probably heard of the um, go around the block, make a bunch of right turns if you think someone's following you. Yeah. But they also train us and have this uh, this test where you have to go out and you get the last four digits of some stranger's social security number. And you will not believe how many people, if you if you approach them correctly, I mean, you can't go, hey, I need your, the last four of your social or I'm going to die. You know, you can't do that. But I went to the parks mall and was able to get the last four of someone's social security number in 20 minutes. And the way I did that was I went into one of the stores and I bought something that was four digits long. And it didn't matter what, num- what the number was. 2164. I go, oh my God, 2164. That's the last four of my social security number. Has that ever happened to you? No, mine's 4462. No, that never comes up. I'm like, okay, I win 20 minutes. <laughs> People are, are, you could, I mean, that's uh, situational awareness. Yeah, for everyday people like us sitting around, I was shocked by this, but we're sitting at Texas Roadhouse, not Roadhouse, but the, the other one with the Texas from Houston. It's the big one. There. And we're sitting there, and, and I started to get frustrated. As a pastor, we say hi to everybody, and mm-hmm. we try to greet everybody, you know, and and uh, we're kind of friendly guys, right, Ron? You know, yeah, so everybody comes over. <laughs> and so she said, you can't do this anymore. They're watching me. I said, you're kidding. And she said, no, no. She said, there was nobody in the restaurant at this time except two other people. They were on the far side, the salt the salt house, whatever it's called, in Texas salt. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it, salt grass. And all of a sudden, the guy walks in with a – with a hand computer under his arm and sits at the table right beside us to my right shoulder. And I watched him and she said, just watch him. And and I I felt like, did you plan this? She said, no, I tried to tell you. And I looked and he's over there and he's, and I could tell he's watching, he's watching her, he's watching me. And he's so finally I stood, stood up because he, he's taking his, his phone and he's picking it up like this, like he's looking at it, but the guy's taking pictures. And I walked up to him and I said, uh, do you have a photography license? Can I see your pictures? And he said, what are you talking about, man? And he said, I said, you're sitting here taking pictures. I said, I've been watching you. I said, I'm with the FBI. Mm-hmm. Hi, Frank. I apologize to you. But anyway, <laughs> the, guy got up, the guy got up from the chair and I said, you sure you don't want to show me this? He said, no, I'm out of here. And he fluttered in. He went out with stuff still like this out the door. Mm-hmm. And I sat back down. I was flabbergasted. Now, yeah. they're doing this. To everyday people today, it appears. Yeah. And then, oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say I use social media a lot for business. Yeah. And I often, most, I would say ninety percent of the time, what I post is not where I've been or what I've done that day. And I will post things, and people will say, "Oh, you're in so and so," and I'll go, "No, that was last month," because I have this delayed for that very reason. And, you know, sometimes we have family in different parts and that sort of things. But one of the other things I love about ID Shield is they will monitor your social media 
And mm-hmm. if p- people have stolen your photos, they'll monitor your kids because people are stealing your kids yeah. stuff and they yeah. don't know until they're 18. And then all of a sudden they've got this huge mess. Yep. Yeah. So on the pictures on Facebook, there is software that I have on my laptop here that I can pull a picture that you post on Facebook. I can t- put it in this software. It'll give me your IP address. And then I go to take that IP address and it'll tell me what you took picture with, where you posted it, where you, where you're at when you posted it. So if you're at home and you post it on Facebook, that picture, it shows right where you have it on there. And you gotta, elim- if you gotta be able to eliminate that data, uh, metadata off of there. And there's a way to do that. And now iPhone, actually, when you take a picture on your iPhone, if you swipe up on your photo, it has all those details where you took the picture and everything. It'll pinpoint on a map where you, where you're at. Oh, so you, can, you can click that and eliminate it. And so it doesn't show that, but um, it, there's so much information out there. It's, it's ridiculous. Never mind the guy following you or something like that. I mean, people just, they're trying to do anything they can. Fake readers on gas pumps, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, well, my wife and uh, and even uh, a couple of my kids think that I'm the most paranoid guy in the world because <laughs> as I, that's the guy that goes up to, the, to a gas pump, shakes, moves the the uh, the, yep. the reader, pull mm-hmm. on it, and go, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> and uh, and I would, and you know, one of the things that uh, that surprised me at first, but then caused me paranoid, is when they have to contact. Instead of putting it through a reader, I got the contact. And I'm still trying to figure out, mm, what's the threat on that? And it's, and they ask constantly, yeah. what is with you and this paranoia? I'm like, no, not paranoid. I just mm-hmm. know enough about what people do and don't do. And mm-hmm. we've had our identity stolen twice. And as you said, it's an absolute nightmare. Uh, fortunately, yeah. by the grace of God, uh, Chase Bank was sort of responsible twice. So they paid for and did the entire thing, redoing yeah. you know, new accounts and all that sort of thing. But the, the first time we experienced anything like that was a manager of a Walgreens uh, store who swiped the credit card and then mm-hmm. swiped it again on another mm-hmm. device. Yeah. And we didn't know until the next evening. We're in Miami waiting to get on a ship at mm-hmm. uh, the hotel the night before and find out that there's someone in an electronic store making the purchase as we spoke to the, at the front desk yeah. because our, our card had been declined. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, at a higher, uh, level, last year at the Super Bowl, uh, the guy I was protecting, we stayed at a different hotel and stayed away on purpose. But a friend of mine who was protecting another guy was staying at the official NFL hotel. When he swept the room, they found listening and um, camera devices in the room. They had to call wow. law enforcement, move him from the hotel, all that stuff. They didn't know mm-hmm. if he was the target of it or was the person in the room before. But um the person I protected was one of the guys that was trying to buy the Broncos and that information would have been invaluable to whoever was getting that information. So it happens at all levels. I mean, stealing your purse. Uh, my, my wife had somebody steal her wallet. You know, they, they, they gassed up two or three cars. That was fine. They got the money back. She got the money back for that. But three years later, she starts getting collection calls on something because they took everything out of her wallet and created a new Christie. And then, then, they go out and run up bills on this new Christie's name with her social, with her driver's license number and all this other stuff. And she knows nothing about it for three years until they finally go, Oh, Hey, this person matches to this, this thing in a different state. So let's go after her. And this is before we met. So she didn't have that access uh, like we do with ID shield, but um, from grocery store, stealing a wallet all the way up to hotel rooms, bugged. And that's why 
guys like me go there early and, and run through with the dogs and do the scanning of the rooms and all that kind of stuff because it's it's high stakes whether it's whether you make fifty thousand dollars a year or fifty million dollars a year. Well, uh, on, on that subject, can you touch on it a little more? Um, because that's one of the um, one of my uh, well part of my uh, relationship with the guys in background was uh, things like the Super Bowl or uh, the World Economic Forum or mm-hmm. uh, the National Football uh, big, big big event. Mm-hmm. What's a security threat? in those events that you mentioned, can you go a little deeper on that? The kind of things that take place there that I think most people have no clue of. They get excited, they get distracted and they go in and have no clue just how many threats are actually there. Intentional. So so on around February 3rd, I'll have uh, the newest one of these. This is from last year's Super Bowl. So all those agencies that are on there get together and they put together this. Wow. This This is my, Plane reading material when I leave on uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Sunday. So wow. FBI, FAA, uh, Los Angeles Police because it was in LA. So this year it'll be you know, Glendale, Arizona, Phoenix, that kind of stuff. So there's they they cover everything in here from cybersecurity to bomb threats to and everything you can criminal concerns. Mm-hmm. And this this comes out a few days about a week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's going that knows what they're doing, gets a hold of that and, and kind of bases what they're going to do, where they're going to stay, how they're going to move based on that. And then you start uh, for the Super Bowl last year, I got on some chat rooms when I heard about the truckers that were going to strike and they were allegedly going to do something around the Super Bowl in LA. So all week long, I pretended to be a member of one of these crazy groups and watching these people, the truckers in Canada, watching the truckers in LA, they're trying to, you know, Luckily, our, our truckers here, hopefully nobody here is a trucker, they couldn't get themselves together, <laughs> you know, like the Canadians did. They were all over the map, and they showed up at wrong places, and and the police found, you know, they were telling their location on an open forum where everybody in law enforcement was looking because they all we all knew that something was going to happen or thought, and um, turns out that it was, it was nothing. There was just a bunch of law enforcement that showed up to a gas station parking lot where everybody was going to gather the morning of the Super Bowl. So, um, you monitor all those things. I have an app. It's called Citizen. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. Heard of it? Doesn't really work down here in Mansfield where I live. There's, no, there's not enough subscribers to it. But up in Dallas, um, there was a t- uh, a week and a half ago we were having lunch in uh, in Dallas with the family um, that I'm protecting, and I get an alert that a car was burglarized 300 feet from me. And then 20 minutes later, another car was burglarized burglarized three blocks away within a two mile radius. In two hours, there was there were three cars burglarized, one stolen, and a car an incident with a car where there's gunfire coming from a vehicle, all within a two mile radius in two hours period of time. It hasn't happened before that, and it hasn't happened since. But I have this app that is keeps me aware of things that are going on around in big cities. It re, it's really helpful down here in Mansfield. That you know we can have something happen next door, and nobody's gonna know about it. <laughs> um, but in Dallas, a city like Dallas or, or Phoenix or, or L.A., you're going to know everything that goes on within a mile. When I get in a big city, I go down to two miles. Right. Uh, Kentucky Derby was one where the driver was the, the lady who I was protecting. She lived in, in um, Lexington at her horse farms, and she was driving over to Louisville for the Derby each day. So before I had the driver leave Lexington, I made sure everything was, was good to go. 
But one time on a Friday, there was a shooting within a mile of the of the track that I had to tell the driver to use our number three route, which is going a little bit longer around and about. But um, that's part of situational awareness too. It's a higher level thing, but um, I keep track of all that kind of stuff. And wow, and it's. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps. That's why I go sit and draw cartoons. <laughs> I keep doing that. <laughs> I'll, go the, I'll go to the grocery store and push someone off. I go, "What are you following me for?" <laughs> in, the, in the food aisle, you know, in the cereal aisle. Well, and you know, I I won't say what famous person, but we were in Dallas a few weeks ago for one of my kiddos' things, and we ended up in a neighborhood that was so nice. And I said, we have to drive up and down the street. So of course I look at what billionaires live in the neighborhood and we drove by a bunch of their houses. Some had security visible, some didn't like, you know, you can find information very quickly on people. Yeah. And I know the neighborhood you're talking about. Uh, and, and, uh, cool homes and cars, I'm telling one, you. One basketball owner here does have security. Yeah, yeah. I may have gone by right. his house. He's got three cars parked out there. There are, there are others that just have big gates and helicopters that land. But um, yeah, he has security. Car on the back, he drove you know. by and said he needs to wash the rear windshield of that one. Um, it's clearly going yeah. under. Yeah. yeah. We drove oh, and I sold our house. Yeah, we sold our house here before we moved, right? Back to California. <laughs> yeah. George W. Bush lives in the middle of that neighborhood, but <laughs> it's gotten to the point where people would try to drive by that yeah. now they put a gate up around the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> can't get in. Uh, and then there's a house attached to it that's wow. three blocks over that has a tunnel to the house that's along the freeway, but uh, um, <laughs> they blocked it all off. So yeah. you can't even go drive down there anymore. So many people were trying to get down to uh, Mr. Wow. Bush. But, wow. Um, well, I got to take a minute right here, Frank, like we talked about today. For oh, wow. Stephanie is uh, our designated uh, wow. voice, and uh, she she got the job. She said, I had three people text me. I love it when she said, I got the job. She said that last week, and people were texting me laughing. I kind of so. got voluntold, you know, when you volunteer and then you get told to do it. So it's okay. The more you do it, the better you get. Like when they tell you to pray out loud, you know, all yeah. those things. So, um, <laughs> We love our time with you. We're so grateful that you guys are able to listen to us live and then join in later on the recordings. And it's just great to be here and it takes money. And so we love if you can, you know, forego a coffee or um, give a little gift in the name of someone. We appreciate that. Um, You can go to our website, which is bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations you can learn about all the hosts. You can see all the past recordings, future things, and you can also donate that little orange button there up at the top. If you didn't know this, Amazon also uses that same color because it's the one that makes you most likely to purchase psychology <laughs> of color. If you can't figure out how to donate, you can also contact Pastor Joe directly and he can help you. Thanks. You do a great job, Ron. Do you see why we have her do it, right? It's, yeah, it, it's a gift. <laughs> I have fundraised before, but not in this kind of a format. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, we've got uh, we've got like four minutes. Um, anybody want to share again with Rob? Yeah, the, I was just remembering because my grandmother passed away a year and a half or so ago, and that's another one where family members that pass. Oh, uh, my ID was or her ID was attacked. I was the. Mm-hmm. You know, the trustee, so I had to make sure that was all covered and mm. so yeah, time to cover yourself. Yeah, 
Here's another one, uh, also one of my pet peeves uh, for 30 some odd years. Uh, my wife, she just goes to the room now because we go in, I ask to see the fire alarm records and I ask to see the security <laughs> records and then she, she gets embarrassed. And then we go to the room, I put the bags down, I pace to the exit, how many steps it is there and how many steps back. And I pace to the elevator and count the steps. And we go in, I said, Right turn, 22 steps. You got it? What did, what did I say? Right turn. Okay. Something happens. And she, and a lot of people think I'm absolutely crazy. But it, it's, I, I go back to those early days also, uh, that very thing, the situational yeah. awareness. I was a firefighter and a fire inspector. And even there, you're taught to understand your environments, wherever you are. Because the moment you get to an emergency scene, somebody's been shot, someone has been attacked. More than likely, this person who attacked them is probably somewhere in the crowd. And yeah. if you're there to hit stuff, you know, but you, you're the guy who's going to get stabbed or, or punched or something. Yeah. But I, I, I do. I, and, I've, uh, and, and as a firefighter, the place that we've hauled the most people out, a dead body in a fire emergency situation, is usually in a hotel or motel somewhere they're, in a, they're uh, familiar with. So mm-hmm. it's just knowing those things. And I never sit in a restaurant with my back to the door. I was just going to say that. So all of our first responder friends, they know exactly where the exit is. Like all the fire captain and battalion chiefs, all the same. And they all face the doors. All of them. They'll move us. Yes. Yep. I always feel like uh, born identity when I walk in. He's a left-hander. He's about 250. looks athletic. Okay. (laughs) So, so what, one, one last thing. How, uh, how do we uh, the folks yeah, who click on? Oh, click on. So emails. Uh, one of the biggest problems we have now in the ministry and other things. Emails look exactly like your employer or friends. Any way of filtering it out or or or, or uh, protecting yourself against those? Well, that's good because I, I talk about that in my presentations. If you go to your email and you click on the email address that it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It'll show you what the real email address is. It'll unmask it for you. And if it doesn't look like an official email, like ATT.com or whitehouse.gov or whoever, it, I had one, uh, I keep some in my archives on my phone to, to show this when I'm doing my talks, but there's some that say uh, it's from PayPal, it's masked as PayPal Capital or PayPal, whatever. And when you click it, it drops down and it shows you the real address and it's some big long blah, 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 blah at hotmail.com. Yeah. So that, that's the best way to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, if you know you haven't, like the newest scam now is people getting invoices from PayPal that you owe an invoice that has been paid and it'll be coming out of your account real soon. They don't do that. PayPal does not pull money out of your account. They'll send you an invoice that somebody sends you, but they're not going to pull money out of your account. So that freaks people out. So they're going to hit the button. But if you, I always tell people it's very easy to call AT&T and say, hey, did you send me this email? Because they have a record of everything, every communication they have with you. There you go. And, I mean, it's impossible to call PayPal, but you can email their security department and say, hey, is this forward the email to them? Is this email from you guys? And they yeah. will respond. Yeah. If there's any doubt at all, you pick up the phone and call. That's that's the number yeah. one. Well, it's going to cost you 15 minutes, but it's the best safety net you got. It's worth it. Those are really valuable tips. We really appreciate that. And write those down, folks. Frank, real quick, we got 45 seconds. Is there, some, is there any way that... You want people to reach you? Probably don't, but we, we can. Uh... <laughs> yeah, not an email. No, no. I got this little pigeon with a leg thing. Yeah. Um, no, my email is uh, frank at 
blackrhinogrp.com. That's Frank, P-H-R, no, I'm just kidding. Frank at, <laughs> at blackrhinogrp.com. And oh, I'm happy to answer any questions or, uh, or whatever. Yeah. Hey, we'll follow up on that. We're gonna we're gonna write you up and talk uh, to a lot of folks about you. Appreciate you being on the show with us tonight, and uh, for hey, thanks me. for sharing your expertise and your heart. And God bless you. I know, and and say hi to Christy for us. Thank <laughs> you, That'd be great. Yeah, Thank tell her, so tell her we we will go to. Well, we understand what it means to be in the car. It's okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. You bet you, folks. Remember. Uh, Tune in, Raising Expectations, same time, same station. Go to the five platforms, check them out all during the week. And uh, God please in your heart, like Steph said, we sure could use your help. We appreciate that. So on behalf of everybody here, right, guys? Thank you, Frank. We bless us. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it, Frank. We'll we'll see you next week. Our time's up for tonight, but we'll be back. God bless and keep you. Have a great week. All right. See you later. Friends. Thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom, It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.